Hello, everyone. Ann DeSantis here with the Eucharistic Summit. Thank you so much for joining all of us for this beautiful event. And with me, I have Allison Jingras. She's a mother, wife, and a Catholic author and a podcaster. Allison, thank you for being a part of the Eucharistic Summit. I'm honored. This is such a wonderful topic uh, to be sharing. So I'm thrilled to be part of it. Thank you for inviting me. Amen. I thought we could start out with on your discussion points, your love of the Holy Eucharist. What is it that draws you to the Eucharist and the love, just explaining that love of your faith and how the Eucharist is a central part of it? I think it all began when I recognized or realized that the Eucharist isn't a what, it's a who. And realizing that in the Eucharist, we receive the totality of Jesus Christ. Like It's like mind-boggling, which is why we have the scripture, uh, Isaiah 55, that says, God's ways are not our ways. God's ways are far above our ways. We could never possibly understand what happens in that moment where bread and wine become the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. But they do. They truly become his body, blood, soul, and divinity, the totality of him as human and his complete divinity. And it's so incredible that Jesus would be born, that he would share the good news, that he would suffer, he would die, and he would rise again. And I think it's Fulton Sheen that said, and if that wasn't enough, he also chose to remain with us in the Eucharist. Like how beautiful is that and i grew up catholic but i didn't really understand that as a as a young catholic almost till almost my middle a um, middle-aged catholic catholicism i didn't understand that it was really truly through a begging kind of I'm, I'm kind of a grace beggar i don't know about you Anne, but i am a grace beggar and i'm always asking god begging God to reveal something new to me, to show me, like, I want to believe with my whole mind, body, soul, but sometimes that's hard. So it was really receiving him in the Eucharist, spending time in adoration and really asking the Lord to reveal what my brain could comprehend in the Eucharist. And that really, that one little bit of, it's not a what, it's a who was transformative for me, really. Well, Hearing your faith journey and how he came to your heart in a deeper way in middle life, and I'm sure that there are some people watching this presentation thinking that they would love to make that transition into really adoring him more and honoring him more, getting back to mass every week and maybe, you know, even getting daily mass once in a while. So would you have anything to say to those people who are thinking, I wish I could be there, but I'm just not there yet? How can they begin to learn and begin to respect and honor our Lord more in the Holy Eucharist? Well, I, I kind of a, a kind of a funny story of how I started to become a regular adora of, of the Eucharist. I never heard of Eucharistic adoration. Like I went to Mass as a kid, and then we kind of went away from it as a as a young adult, and finally got back. And I was very good about going to Mass each week, not completely engrossed in the mass, but they're kind of getting my checklist, like my perfect attendance. So, you know, when it came time to meet Peter at the pearly gates, I'd be, look, Peter, I didn't miss any mass, but I didn't really give my heart over to God. I was just still kind of in my head checking boxes. 
And we went to this church that I had gone to as a young woman, but I hadn't been in a long time. And there was a woman there, somebody I would kind of consider my seed planter, the person who, when you saw her, you thought, I want what she has, because she had this peace and this joy in, in, in her confidence. I'm like, how do you get that? And so she started talking to me about Eucharistic adoration. And I had never heard of this. I'm like, you go and you sit before Jesus in what you call a monstrance, that big gold thing. And he's, it, it, it kind of, I didn't understand how this could be advantageous in any way, shape or form. So I listened to her stories and we, I, I was like, that sounds lovely. I'm glad that's how it worked for you, but it would never work for me kind of thing. You know, we brush things off sometimes thinking that's not for me. That's for everybody else. So a few months later, she was sitting outside daily mass. I happened to go on a Saturday. I'd love to say I go every day, but I just, it doesn't, I'm just not that type of person. I hate driving. So that's a horrible excuse. I, I can't even imagine someday I'll have to say that to Jesus. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I didn't visit you every day. I just didn't like to drive. <laughs> anyway, I was leaving daily mass and she said, oh, we have an opening on our um, adoration schedule. We'd really love for you to sign up. So of course, respecting her, I said, yes, ma'am, I will go look. And I looked at the schedule. It was 2.30 on a Saturday. Well, at the time I was a soccer mom. You know how that is. If you mm -hmm. have children who have activities on the weekend, that becomes your sole focus. There's no way in my head I was going to make 2.30 on a Saturday work. So I waited an appropriate amount of time, assuming that she had left for her car by then. And I came out and there she was still on the the little stone wall having a conversation with another lady. She said, did you pick the time? I said, um, no, ma'am. Well, oh, I think you should go back and look again. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> back in I go again. Times didn't change and I knew I couldn't make it. So I went back and forth a couple of times and she wasn't budging. So finally I said, I'm just going to sign up for this time, make her happy. And then in a week, I'll just find a new person. Well, that wasn't God's plan. And Gratefully, it really never ended up being my plan. So I started to go. I realized I didn't have to kneel for the whole hour. I could bring the Bible. I could bring a notebook. How I became a Catholic writer is just spending all this time in adoration, just pondering God and all of the lovely things that that God is the hard stuff too, like coming with my sorrows, my trials, and literally leaving them at his feet. I'd bring rosaries. I kind of like, this was before we really had smartphones with all of our stuff. So I'd show up with like my bag of goodies with prayer books and rosaries and spiritual reading and my Bible. But it, and those were all wonderful things and they all grew me closer to him. But what really touched my heart is when I would just sit and look at Jesus in the Eucharist. When I would just look upon his face and I knew he was looking upon mine, that he would touch my heart and reveal things to me internally that the world wasn't going to give me. The peace that I learned for, longed for, the joy that I needed, the comfort, the hope. I wasn't finding that in any other place, but in those hours that I spent before the Blessed Sacrament, changed my life in ways that I'm, I'm trying to explain, but I really can't fully explain. And I really want to encourage anyone who's seeking those things, peace, joy, comfort, hope, to, to come to an Eucharistic hour, 15 minutes, if that seems like too much, any time before Jesus really will change your life. It changes 
you here's a great analogy i just i just recently heard and i think it was from a saint but i'm terrible at remembering who when we sit out in the sun s-u-n we change right there is a glow about us because the sun touches our skin and changes us when we sit with the sun s-o-n his glow touches us on the inside and we glow from the inside out because we're sitting in his love. Oh, I love that. And I, the use of the word glow as well, because I don't know about you, but I've been hearing that word more these days for whatever reason. It's one of those words that people use when they're talking about looking good. You'll say you're, you're glowing or something, yeah. right? something oh, yeah. to do with your skin or whatever. So it's a beautiful way to think of it that there's no other way, better way to glow inside spiritually correct so i i thank you for that and and just sharing your journey and love of the eucharist is there anything else that as we come to a close that you'd like to share in terms of maybe in maybe was there a time in your life that you feel that the holy eucharist and your love of holy communion has helped you during a tough time many many times Mm. and because what I what I've also learned and never knew is that when we receive a sacrament, we receive grace. Grace is God's undeserved yet freely given gift of his Holy Spirit within us. And receiving the Eucharist, we receive this grace in a very tangible way. We we are able to, and this is also very mind-blowing, we we consume, right? In John 6, he uses the word gnaw. Like he asks us to to eat of my flesh to gnaw upon my flesh. And there's no denying if you read, if you know the Greek word for the word used in that scripture by John, that he, there's no symbol happening there. We are truly receiving Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity in his totality. And with that comes this outpouring of grace of God's Holy Spirit within us. And it's grace that we need, like we need air and we need water. We need grace to live and to survive so whatever I'm going through, whatever I'm trying to discern or decide, I know that when I receive the Eucharist, I receive God's Holy Spirit within me that helps me to love him more, to discern what he wants for me, to know him, to follow him. It's that spirit strength, that spirit food that we're fed that we need to survive. And I, I I guess I just wish more people knew that. I wish I had known that earlier in my life, but I'm grateful that God did eventually help me to see that in the Eucharist, it is him, it is his son, it is Jesus. And we are so blessed to be able to be in such an intimate relationship with him and receive that outpouring of grace. Amen. So well said. We're honored that you're part of this Eucharistic Summit. If we do part two, you'll be on that list to be part of it again. Allison, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. God bless everyone. 